So welcome to another episode of Simulcast. I'm Victoria Brazel and I'm joined today by Professor Deborah Nestel and it's great pleasure to introduce her and a wonderful collaboration that Simulcast is about to start with her journal Advances in Simulation. So first a little bit about Deborah. She's the Professor of Surgical Education at the University of Melbourne and also Professor of Simulation Education at Monash University. Many of you will also know her as one of the folks that set up the Net SIM program, which has been an outstanding success in terms of faculty development for simulation in Australia. She has also come via Imperial College, where she did a lot of interesting work using simulated patients and hybrid versions of simulation. Perhaps also interestingly, and we're pretty keen to do a review of this one, she's recently been one of the authors of a book called Healthcare Simulation Education. Uh, But perhaps most importantly, and the reason that she's here today, is that she is the editor-in-chief of Advances in Simulation, a relatively new simulation journal, Open Access, which is great for those of us who are keen on hashtag foam sim. And many of the articles that are from Advances we've featured in our journal club uh, with some chats with uh, Ben Simon, and we've looked at some of the issues that have been highlighted by the journal. So first of all, just welcome, Deborah. Thanks very much, uh, Vic. It's wonderful to be here. Enjoy enormously what I've been able to listen to on Simulcast so far. Fantastic. You're saying all the right things. As we know, Simulcast, we're really trying to connect the simulation community, and we've been trying to do that through things like our journal clubs, our interviews with simulation experts, and encouraging people to participate in our blog in terms of the journal club discussions. And so we thought it was a logical thing to collaborate with an established simulation journal to highlight some of the great research work that's done in simulation and really look at how that applies then to practice and disseminate it widely. So for us, this is a really exciting match. And I might ask Deborah to you to kick off and tell us a little bit about the journal. Oh, thanks very much, Vic. Um, so Advances in Simulation is, as Vic has already uh, said, is an open access journal. We are absolutely passionate about this. Just a couple of descriptions of the, the journal, and then I'll get on to talking about why we think it's really special. So you can access Advances in Simulation uh, simply by doing a Google of Advances in Simulation and uh, add Biomed Central to that, and you'll get there directly. The journal is the official publication of the Society in Europe for Simulation Applied to Medicine. Many of you may know that as uh, SESM. We are really delighted that under really the leadership of Ralph Krager and uh, subsequently Antoine Tesnia, we came to have the Open Access Journal with Biomed Central, which is based in the UK and are part of the broader Springer family. So that's where the journal sits. So easy to access. I guess if I refer to our our principal aim is really to provide a forum for us to to share our scholarly practice um, in any way that will advance health and social care simulation. So it's big target audience. We cover all social and um, all science and social science disciplines, also all health and social care uh, professions, and 
pretty keen on interprofessional uh, studies, but we'll also deal with uni and multi-professional studies too. And it's almost any discipline or area of study that might impinge on health and care simulation that will have relevance to us. So whether it be um, quite commonly human factors, but psychology, sociology, anthropology, communication, or oh, human performance education, and the list goes on, but not to um, diminish in any way the importance of colleagues' um, contributions to healthcare simulation from biomedical engineering, uh, pharmacology, therapeutic simulation modelling, and so on. So at the moment, we're feeling just a little bit like we're trying to be all things to all people, but we're finding our identity within that really broad reach. Yes, that's very interesting. And as you say, it emphasises just what the breadth of simulation is. As we know, it's some of it's education, but some of it is much broader than that. So this is a little bit of a differentiating feature, would you say, from some of the other simulation journals? I think it is. And although we're, we've offered this very broad target, we're still in our second, well, into 18 months of publications. We haven't met all of those criteria yet. We've had over 30 articles published and there's a strong education focus, but we are very open to uh, inviting scholars and uh, practitioners from those other disciplines to contribute. And in fact, we're anticipating some um, really exciting publications with respect to physiological modelling soon. But uh, that'll be a, a watch that space. With other, uh, I guess, distinguishing features as we see ourselves at Advances in Simulation, uh, we've got a particular uh, focus on providing a really positive experience for authors, also for reviewers and our editorial board, which of course ultimately impacts the reader. And I want, I really want to emphasise that, that author experience is super important to us. Other distinguishing uh, characteristics of the of advances in simulation are that authors retain copyright of their work. We are, um, as you've already indicated, Vicar, an open access journal, but that's the only forum we have. Most of our competitive journals offer a combination of being open access or by subscription. Another feature, although I, I'm not sure how this impacts so much on authors, is that we're not edition-based. Um, our articles come to press within two weeks of them being accepted and we have it just a continuing publishing uh, cycle. The social media engagement with advances in simulation far outweighs that of our competitor journals and we have some lovely evidence of this where one of the articles that uh, was published simultaneously in Simulation in Healthcare, BMJ Stell, and the Journal of Clinical Simulation in Nursing, together with Advances in Simulation, our altmetric scores are just uh, crazily high compared with our uh, competitors. So just for our listeners, if you don't know what altmetrics are, it's worth looking up. But essentially, it's one of the measures of how well disseminated articles are on social media sites, including Twitter, Facebook, and uh, other platforms. Here we're moving away from those um, often non-traditional impact um, factors of journals 
to that really democratic process of this is the impact of an independent article. So that's what that altmetric score is addressing and we think that's pretty special. Yeah, and I guess that's the bit we're hoping to be part of because as you indicate that we hope is also one of the indicators of the translation of the knowledge that's been created and disseminated. So I guess just to sort of pause there, it sounds like a few important things that you said. One is, if you're thinking about writing something, this could be a good experience for people who are interested in publishing. And secondly, it's open access, so we're happy with that. And thirdly, you've really captured, I think, one of the things that I've always felt about simulation, which is a great place to learn from other disciplines. And you've extended that out to way beyond uh, healthcare in many ways, uh, but certainly within healthcare across not just professions, but whole different perspectives on sim. In terms of distinguishing features of our journal, we have a multi-layered editorial board and the representatives come from pretty much all disciplines um, imaginable relative to health and social care. So if you look at the extended editorial board, this again reflects the values that we hold at the journal. We have experts from all over the world. They have expertise in all simulation modalities and from most clinical disciplines. And they're involved in using simulation for education and training, but also in the development of simulators of Um, For example, physiological modelling of using simulation to improve systems within health services. We really want to offer true peer review. Mm, So that diversity of topics, diversity of methods uh, is enabled by the diversity of the people involved. Sounds like a fabulous combination. So I guess just to think about what this means, what are we going to be doing? So we've decided that once every two months, we'll be doing an episode of Simulcast that is dedicated to an advances article. And Ben, Jesse or me will be interviewing one of the uh, authors as well as either one of the editors or another discussant and featuring an article from advances. We'll be doing a podcast a little bit like this one and hopefully really provoking the authors a little bit to justify their article, tell us about what they've discovered and what it might mean for those of us at the coalface trying to do the simulation-based education or other work that we're doing. We do think we'll be able to get our listeners and readers involved as well because we'll put up the article in advance so if people have got questions you want to ask that author we can channel them through the podcast so I'm really looking forward to that Deborah other things you wanted to mention about that um look it's just to reinforce that opportunity for dissemination of uh, articles just in the last um, couple of weeks we've published an article on the standards of best practice for people who work with um, simulated or standardized participants or often known as patients and these are standards of best practice for the um, educators who largely uh, recruit train, assess um, and support. Um, That article has had over 2,000 accesses and it was published on the 27th of June. So any way in which those or any ways in which that sort of content can be disseminated and often people working with simulated patients may not have direct access to um, a subscription library um, or a, a a journal subscription or to a um, hospital library, for example. So we're really excited that um, 
uh, simulcast and advances in simulation will be able to, um, well, advance this sort of uh, work. So again, just to reiterate, this will be a podcast summary, but about a week before we record this, we'll be putting something out on Twitter and on our blog just saying what the article is going to be. So if anyone does have interests, you can let us know at Simulcast uh, if you'd like some particular issues canvassed. So we're looking forward to it, Deborah. Uh, while I've got you here as one of the great players in the simulation world and also friend and mentor to many, uh, any other sort of updates? What do you think's bubbling up around the place at the moment? Oh, I think we're going to see a couple of topics emerge, uh, one of them relating to the ethics of simulation practice. I think generally in in health professions education, but particularly uh, where in simulation we have the opportunity to manipulate the environment in particular ways, we've got to be asking some very important questions of ourselves. So I think we'll be seeing more studies about the um, ethics of simulation uh, practice. And another area which in some some ways is related um, is that of insight to simulation. I'm looking forward to a forthcoming article on insight to simulation I'm looking forward to that too. All right, Deborah. Well, it's been a pleasure. We'll look forward to it. We'll see how this goes for the next six months uh, and encourage our readers to get involved again and hopefully Simulcast will be part of the recipe for getting you there. Thanks again for your time, Deborah.